3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
2: Help! I Suck at Dating! With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to an all-new episode of Help! I Suck at Dating. I'm Jared Haven, still in self-isolation with my wife Ashley, joined, of course, across the country by the wonderful Dean Unglert. Dean, how you doing, buddy?
0: I'm good. Hey, I apologize for my audio today to the listeners and to you, Jared, of course, Tori. My condolences. Um, I'm doing good, though. Uh, I'm happy to be here talking to you guys. we got another big week of Help I Suck at Dating that lays ahead of us. A lot of topical events to discuss, a lot of listener emails to get to. Jared's wearing a bandana across his head like he's straight out of Top Gun. I don't know why he's doing
2: that, but here we are.
4: I was getting like Outer Banks vibes.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Outer Banks? What's that?
0: Oh, just a television show on Netflix.
2: I got to start watching TV. You know what I got to start watching is Ozark. Because I, I over the weekend, obviously, I heard all about the lakes of Ozarks, which apparently that's what the show's about. I don't really know. But anyway, point is, I'm wearing a bandana because my hair's getting really long. And it gets in my face. And Ashley's sister, Lauren, gave me this bandana to wear. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it, guys. I'm kind of digging it.
0: You look cool. I'll tell you that.
2: I think I look cool. I think some people look like think that I look like a... Uh, a douche? <laughs> I think for that's, lack of a better term. For lack of a better term, I'm trying to think, but I don't know. It doesn't really fit my overall vibe. Like you never think of Jared wearing a bandana. I'm just like a very plain vanilla guy, but uh, I'm digging it. Not gonna lie. It really
0: spices you up a little bit. I'm impressed.
2: Um, And we just got to change things up. Like uh, not much is happening in our lives. So, you know, a bandana spices it up every once in a while. So I'm going to start wearing the bandana more often. Uh, We do have some topics uh, that Dean and I are going to get into. The first one is about our very own Bachelor family alum, Clay Harbor. Dean, did you hear about Clay and his new fling? He's dating someone from 90 Day Fiance. Do you watch 90 Day Fiancé?
0: I hadn't heard about it uh, until I read what we were going to talk about today. And I I looked into it a little bit. And my first gut reaction when I read it, that Clay was dating someone from 90 Day Fiancé, was that he was dating the same girl that was dating the guy that we had on our podcast a couple weeks ago, Ed. And I was like, everything was thrown out of whack. I was so confused for a second. But I looked it up. I think that the term dating is pretty loosely used. Like it sounds like they went on one real life date and now they're like going to Skype a couple times and she likes his big muscles and she likes that he used to be a football player. That's about all that I gathered from this. I mean, I like his
2: big muscles. I get it. Well, first of all, it's 90 days. So her name is Fer- Fernando Flores and she was on 90 day fiance. And then obviously clay was on bachelor and bachelor in paradise and she was divorced. So she was, her divorce got finalized in March, so only like three months ago. You know what's crazy? They started dating via Zoom. Like, they, I don't think they've ever met in real life.
0: Right. I think that they have met in real life once. That's what I gathered, but I could be mistaken. But
4: It does look like I, they have once in a photo that they are together at like a concert or a bar.
0: Yes, but like I said, my mind immediately went to uh, Ed's fiancé from the show, 90 Day Fiancé, and I was so confused, so I looked it up, but apparently this woman is from Mexico, if I understand that correctly. She's a model, like she uh is a she's an attractive woman. And then I looked up her ex-husband, the guy that she was on 90 Day Fiance with, and I couldn't find much about him. So I don't really know. I don't know how she was on 90 day fiance. I guess I don't really understand the whole show in the sense, but I mean good for Clay, happy for him for, for for branching out. It's funny that he uh uh reading that article and like kind of looking at fernando's instagram a little bit she gives me a lot of nicole vibes like i see a lot of similarities between her and and clay's ex from bachelor in paradise well nicole's Latin, Um, right i
2: think i think she's latin as well
0: yes i believe she has to clay loves his but
2: it's just i guess clay's just got a type you know yeah i mean hey don't we all my friend uh so she says her ex is jonathan rivera do you know who that is tori yeah
4: he's no but he's very attractive
2: let me let me click on this guy. Hold on. Let me find out who this guy is. Like they're
4: a very from... attractive couple.
2: They were. I told you. I, I looked him up. I couldn't find him. Oh,
0: he is handsome. He kind of gives me a Chris Randone vibes a little bit.
2: Huh. Yeah. He's got no? a great he does... beard. He does have a good beard. Good beard. They are. They were a very attractive couple, weren't they?
0: What, uh, Jared, are you shocked by this news? How do you feel about it? I guess well, I'm neither of us really know like that well.
2: I don't know. I mean, good for him. I'm happy for him. I'm very curious how this whole thing started because they, they met they obviously met in real life once. Cause they're like you said, Tori is a picture of them. So I'm curious if they met when she was still with her husband, which I mean, I'm not saying that's shady, but you know, I wonder if there's any flirtation back then. And then she got divorced in March. And then I wonder if they've, I wonder if they've like snuck out and try to see each other during quarantine. Cause they both live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't and... be surprised. I
0: feel like that's kind of, uh, uh what's what's the word? Not acceptable behavior, but expected behavior, you know.
2: I'm confused though. I it's cause on the bottom it's it says a quote from Fernanda. I'm saying that right, correct? Fernanda? Fernanda? Uh huh. Am I an idiot? Nope, you got it right. <laughs> uh she says, I do want kids, Fernanda says, after Clay asks on the show. What? What does that mean? Were they on a show together?
0: Maybe their first Zoom date was tel- was tele... I think that's what it was. It was something, uh, a show in quarantine, and they met on that show after having already met in person. And that's probably where they're pulling that quote from.
2: She says, if you asked me this question when I was fresh out of my separation, I would say, no, I will never date again. I don't believe in men, but you know, I'm ready to give love a chance again. She said she's looking forward to her future... And uh, she's excited to touch his muscles and have physical contact once this whole thing is over. She's Mexican. Yes. Yes. She's because it says the Mexican beauty. Uh, Yeah. I mean, she changed her mind pretty quickly after March. I mean, good for them. Whatever. If you can somehow find a, a girlfriend through quarantine, I mean, good for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's kind of objectifying his muscles a little bit. But other than that. I guess, Jared, the question for you as it as it pertains to dating and kind of, uh, you know, obviously the central root of our podcast is, do you think having just divorced her husband in March, is it too soon for her to be, especially like publicly dating now? Like privately dating, I guess is one thing, but now to be like so vocal about wanting to meet someone new, is that a bad luck? do you think?
2: I wonder if they're actually dating or if this whole thing is being blown out of proportion because they had a really good Zoom date and they made it public. Because... You're right. She just got divorced in March. Maybe they were separated for a while. So maybe she was ready to move on. But a divorce is a pretty uh, exhausting uh, experience to go through. So I'm sure she was pretty excited to have it over. And then I'm just curious. I guess the bigger question for me is like you said, Dean, can, like, I guess you could be boyfriend, girlfriend via virtual dates. Tori, would you ever say you had a boyfriend? if you never met them before and only talked to them via Zoom? Mm. Like, would you feel comfortable saying that?
4: No, I think that you have to have that conversation in order to use it.
0: Let, let me pitch a hypothetical scenario at you real quick, Tori. Let's say you and Brad Pitt are all of a sudden Zoom dating like w- once a day, for every day during this whole quarantine. He asks you to be his girlfriend. What do you respond? Because you haven't really met him in person yet, but you've just been Zooming with, or, you know, Skyping with him every single day the emotional connection is there you're interested in his life he's interested in yours but obviously we understand all, it's kind of like the um love is blind thing in a sense you know where uh, uh all you really get is to be able to talk to them and you don't really get to explore the physical component much.
4: i feel like that makes it more exciting where i would be like yeah for sure we're confident that we don't need any of that other stuff besides just communication and, and not having the physical aspect of it and still being entertained by each other is like a huge quality you'd want in a relationship. So I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm your girlfriend.
2: Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. So don't. This is not my whole uh, opinion on this. Do you think we downplay physical attraction? Do you think we downplay the physical part of a relationship? Because sometimes. What do you I mean by it? downplay it? Because we always talk about like love is blind or like you know uh, a physical. Uh, Part of the relationship is, you know, not the most important and, you know, you can believe in love because you can get to know someone before the physical attraction comes. But like, isn't the difference between being friends and being in a romantic relationship, the physical aspect? So once you say that's pretty important, because what, what if you found a, a husband or a wife and you were just you you like had the friend part of it, but you didn't have the romance part of it. So aren't you guys just friends at that point? You tell me, what do you think? Well, I don't know, Dean. I'm I, I'm the one asking the questions here, okay?
0: Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Uh, not to get too personal, but I I think I remember seeing that you said that you and Ashley are not being intimate while you're staying at her parents' house, which is very reasonable and understandable, right? No. So would you consider over the past two months just Ashley as a friend, or do you still consider her as
2: your wife? Well, I wouldn't say we haven't been intimate, but I would say that you know, the parents are close by, so it's a little. <laughs> it's not as uh uh, uh, how do I phrase this? Not as uh not a like it's always, you know, <laughs> I don't know how to say that.
4: Not as promiscuous yeah. as you guys are in your own home.
2: Maybe you just, you know, you, you keep things down. I don't know.
4: Um, but do you but... feel like you have to communicate a lot more with each other to get through those times? Like, did it change into a feeling like, does ever kind of sometimes feel like, Oh, I feel like I'm more friendly with my wife right now than like totally. my actual wife.
2: We've had conversations about that. Where we've, because we've been friends for so long that sometimes, you know, I, this, I, if I'm being honest, it comes from Ashley more than me, where she feels more like a friend sometimes. And that makes, you know, that makes her sad. And it's, it's, it, we kiss all the time and we kiss constantly. But, you know, she even told me, she was like, I want to be objectified sometimes. And I was like, all right, I can do that. <laughs> it's hard though. It's hard to objectify someone that you care so much about um and that you you're so comfortable and close with you know it's hard to kind of like separate that i guess i
0: i can speak from my own experience after i broke my leg uh i was pretty incapacitated for a long time and uh my physical connection with kaylin took a you know took a bit of a hit but i i want to say that i felt even closer to her during during that time than i would than i did before when intimacy was never really a, a front of mind issue it was you Know, even though we were less intimate, I kind of feel we were talking about this obviously. Even though we were being less intimate because I had like I was incapable of it because my hip was you know rehabbing, uh, I still felt more connected to her than I had uh in the nine months of our relationship prior. Was like, it easy to flip the I switch hour. back on? Uh, not necessarily. I like him not going through. Some... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like going through some like self-worth issues at the moment. Cause I've like put on some fat since breaking my leg and not really being as active. Uh, I feel like I'm not like as, uh, as cool as I used to be. So I'm like going through some self-worth stuff right now. So it's not just like a switch that you can get flipped right back on, but it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's a steady uh, progression.
4: I think a lot of girls, I think when you like think of a, Heterosexual relationship, you would assume that girls struggles like self esteem wise like way more than men do. But do men actually do that? They just don't vocalize. Like it's interesting hearing Dean saying he feels insecure because like you would never know.
0: Yeah, I I mean from my experience, I can only speak from that. I definitely like I notice a direct uh increase in just like general not just happiness but like self esteem, especially like when I'm going to the gym a lot or like if I'm climbing a lot more or. I'm doing things that interest me a lot more. I I think that generally makes me happier, which then in turn boosts my sex drive, you know? Oh, totally. Especially like not being able to like even go outside and go on a hike during the course of the past three months or however long since I broke my leg. Like it definitely just like lowered my libido to a point that it's kind of, it probably hit like the lowest trough it's ever been in. I would say.
2: So what happened after that? Like, I'm curious because I can relate, you know, uh, Ashley and I were friends for so long, I'm sure a lot of couples go through this where they have lulls uh lulls in the intimacy department and it's hard to talk about it's very awkward to talk about um both as men and women I think as a guy I can only speak upon it or like in my opinion the reason it's so awkward is because I I grew up in, in in like a world where like as a guy you're supposed to be able to have sex 25 times a day and enjoy it every single time you know like that's kind of the way Uh, you know growing up in my teenage years and then that's what girls kind of i think always uh expected or assumed because it's so easy for a guy to orgasm not to like go you know deep down this road but to brag or anything but uh... But it's just (laughs) right i mean everybody (laughs) knows that it's 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 far easier for a male to to reach uh the point of pleasure than than a female and and so I, I think at times when you know I'm not feeling good about myself, like Dean says, you know, where I'm not working out or I'm just not confident about myself, and so my sex drive is down. And there are times where I just kind of you know don't feel like having sex, and uh, that causes issues, you know, and and because uh, then it creates insecurities uh, for your partner, it creates insecurities for yourself. Intimacy is a very uh, interesting part of a relationship because. You know, it's not the only thing that separates friendship from a relationship, but it's obviously a big factor, you know?
4: I think that like men kind of know how to navigate women better with their insecurities because that's more of like our stigma. It's like, okay, make a girl feel special. Like for us to like orgasm, you like have to really like value the woman and make her feel special and loved and romance or whatever. But how do we like how do women take care of their men if they're feeling insecure? Like what helps you guys feel like, oh, I feel special and feel important? Like are words cheap in those times? Or is that the time to, to build up your guy more?
0: See great question, George.
2: I love oh God. Don't judge me from this podcast alone. I love when Ashley like craves me uh that's what really turns me on uh and i think a lot of guys at least my friends that i have felt comfortable enough to talk about sex with uh feel very similar to me when a girl like acts in a way or says things in a way where it it feels like like she just doesn't want you she like she needs you (laughs) Uh, and honestly, for a guy like that's the sexiest thing, uh, that's ever happened to me. Uh, when I've encountered situations like that, um, and uh, so I think that's maybe you know a, a piece of advice I could give to women. It's not easy. It's not like you know. I I think especially as a guy, I think guys are they're very afraid to open up. Uh, very, very afraid to talk about uh, certain uh, topics. Uh, I find that women, in you know, I'm not trying to generalize, but just in my experience, I feel that women are more open to talking about uh, difficult things or uncomfortable things, whether it be about sex or other uh, issues within the relationship. So it's hard to get a guy to open up. Um, and I would say that's why, uh, You know, there might be a wall or a problem because I feel like you said, Tori, you know, in my experience, I feel like women are much more open to saying, hey, this is uh, this is what I need. Uh, This is how I, you know, get in the mood or it doesn't even have to be about sex. It just could be a lot of different things in a relationship like, hey, I need this. Like, this is what I need from you. Uh, And for some reason, guys, I include myself in this. Uh, refuse to say that. Like I have a very difficult time, you know, talking to Ashley and being like, this is what I need. A lot of times I'm just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Even though in my head, I'm like, I know I, 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 I should just be saying what I, what I want to say, which is, this is what I need you to do. But for some reason it's hard. On the
0: contrary though, I like, uh, to, to kind of answer Tori's, Tori, your question a little bit is even though Kaylin tells me all the time that she thinks I'm the, the most handsome man in the world or whatever if I don't feel like I am in like good shape or handsome, then I think it's just kind of like falling on deaf ears in a sense where it's like, it kind of comes from within. Like, if I don't feel that way, then no matter what you tell me, it's not going to get me to feel any sort of way. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, yes, it's nice to be like wanted and yearned for, but at the end of the day, at least in my experience, and in my opinion, if it's like, if it's not starting from within, then it's not going to like really do much for me. Like we have kind of this running, running gag, Caitlin and I, where, She'll like compliment, you know, either the way that I look at the moment or like something that I, like a nice gesture that I did for her or like something stupid. And I always respond with don't patronize me because it's always like I always feel like unless I'm actually proud of like the way that I look or the way that I feel or the way or, like this project that I just completed, uh, then I don't necessarily think that. Boosting me up is gonna necessarily get me there, and it's like obviously you know I know that she's appreciative and she she actually does think that I'm handsome, but it all kind of like starts from I guess my like budding insecurities of of all these things.
2: So how do you how does she deal with that though? What should she do? That's a that's a hard question.
0: Uh, well, I mean, we've basically established what we what we're gonna do moving forward is she will continue to either whether it's be complimentary we just and then I like crack a joke at it and then we like both understand each other. Like I understand that she really does feel that way. And she understands that I'm appreciative of it. It's just our way of like kind of dealing with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. no, got sense. Sense? guys are stupid. We're all dumb. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely.
4: I agree. But,
0: yeah. What else do we have on the docket for today? Because I feel like we need to take a quick
2: break. Let's take a quick break and then we can talk about something that I found very upsetting and really just left me pained.
0: (laughs) I can't wait to hear what it is. I'm excited Uh, for the listeners. Stay tuned. We are going to take one quick break and we're going to jump back in to what Jared cannot get off of his brain. In addition to that, we're going to play another last week. We played seven minutes in heaven and through this quarantine, we're going to be playing some fun dating uh, kissing. Uh, what? How do I? What do I want to call these teenager-esque games? So this week we're playing spin the bottle. Uh, it's going to get real hot, real heavy. <laughs> You're not going to want to miss that. That's going to come later on in the episode too. So stay tuned.
2: You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly.
0: When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts.
1: Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
4: All
0: right, welcome back. We were just about to talk to Jared about what has been keeping him up at night. Jared, I'm, I'm all ears here. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. What's going on over there, buddy?
2: Well, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV shows but one show that I've watched a couple seasons of that for some reason like I feel a kinship with is a little show called Riverdale. Do you guys watch the show at all? Tori, I feel like you must have seen a couple episodes. <laughs> I've,
4: I've actually watched like a couple seasons, yes.
2: Okay, so I, I, saw, I, I watched the first two seasons. I love the first season. The second season, eh. And the third season, I've watched a couple episodes. Couldn't really get into it yet, but I really need to start trying. The reason I started getting into it was because Skeet Altrich was in it, and Skeet Altrich, is the, he's the original killer in Scream. Long story, but I'm a huge Scream fan, so I started watching because of that, and then I really started loving uh, Cole Sprouse, his character in it, who... Oh, Tori, do you remember his name in the show? Jughead. Jughead. Jughead Jones, thank you very much, And, and so I heard... Uh, before the rundown, I saw on E! News yesterday or the day before that Riverdale's Cole Sprouse and Lily Reinhardt, who is also a lead in the show, then they were dating on the show and dating in real life, and they broke up again less than a year after they got back together. And it's very sad, guys, because I'm a big Cole Sprouse fan and a big Lily Reinhardt fan, but Cole Sprouse, like, I just feel like this kinship with him. I feel like a lot of people do if I'm being honest. He used to be an archaeologist, which is crazy. Dean, do you know who this kid this kid is? He's one of the twin you know who he is. You ever seen Big Daddy? Uh of course. He's the kid. He's one of the twins. Oh. It's Cole and Dylan Sprouse.
4: Or the oh, yeah, yeah, life yeah, of yeah. Zach and Cody. Of Disney course, Channel. Of course.
2: Absolutely. I was a little old for the life of Zack and Cody, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it like just passed me by. Maybe I'll watch some reruns. I just got Disney Plus. I'm sure it's on there. But I was very sad, and they broke up, and they've been together for like three years. They met on the set. It's like one of those stories that I love, especially as being a movie buff. I love the idea of two people meeting on a movie set and then dating in real life. Like, I was a big Courtney Cox and David Arquette fan because they met on the original Scream. They obviously got married. Now they're divorced. Who else met on movie sets? Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. They met on Mr. and Mrs. Smith.
4: Oh, but that was heartbreaking. It
2: is because we were all rooting for Brad Pitt and Jennifer Anderson. I understand, right? But who knows? They might come back. They've had they had that whole Oscar thing where like Brad and Jennifer were holding hands and looking at each other, and everybody was shipping those two. But anyway, that here's was here's a news. few
4: other Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds.
2: What they meet on Green Lantern.
4: Mm-hmm. Mila LaCunas and Ashton Kutcher.
2: Oh, don't tell me the name That's of the a movie. New show. Oh, that. Wh- well, they met on that Chevy show. Yeah, I was thinking of the movie they did. It was like, uh... no, no strings attached, or Friends with Benefits, or something. No, never mind. It was No Strings Attached, but that was Natalie Portman. Moving on.
0: <laughs> what was Lily Reinhardt in originally? Because she looks familiar, but I definitely have never really seen Riverdale. So, where else would I know her from?
4: Hustlers. Hustlers. With Jennifer yes. Lopez.
0: I never saw that either.
4: Hmm. Jared, any others?
2: Oh, God, I don't even know. I'd have to look up her IMDb. Do you have any other couples, though? I'm very interested in couples that have met in movie sets.
4: Yes, we have Adam Brody and Leighton Meester. They met on The O.C.
0: How about uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prinze Jr.? Mm
2: -hmm. How much do you love the fact that they're still together? Like, isn't that just the coolest shit ever? The fact that Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar... Like Scream King and Queen from the 90s are still together. That's just awesome. Uh I see that uh Eva Mendez and Ryan Gosling, I forgot about that. They met on the set of um Place Beyond the Pines. I didn't even know that they were married or together. Oh yeah, they have a couple are kids, they I married? think. Oh yeah. They have two they have two daughters. I think they're married. They definitely have kids together though. This I like is one this of game. my
4: favorites Kurt Russell and Goldie Hahn. Aww. Have you ever seen Overboard? Yes, fantastic. Best movie ever. And they're just like an iconic duo.
2: Is that the one where she gets amnesia?
4: Yes. So she like falls off the boat and then he, yeah, he tries to get back at her.
2: That is we great. We were just talking about Goldie,
0: Goldie Hawn yesterday, actually. My mom knew Goldie Hawn because Goldie Hawn had a place in Aspen. And apparently Goldie Hawn is just like the nicest person ever.
4: Oh, that makes my heart so happy.
0: Yeah, she's
2: like obsessed with her. Where the women flock, like the Salmon of Capistrana. Great place. That's right.
4: Last one, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. They um, met on the Fresh Prince of Bel-, Bel Air where she auditioned for a role of Will's girlfriend but didn't get it. But then he got her number and hit her up later.
2: Wow, that's so cool. She didn't get the role? Why do I feel like she was on the show at some point? She probably made a cameo after they started dating. That's pretty awesome. Jesus, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So they've been together for like 25, 30 years. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. Who is that? Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith.
0: Oh, uh, oh, they, yeah, that's crazy. I guess I don't really remember her from that show, but yeah, it's funny to think about how many, uh, I guess actors and actresses just meet on set. It's kind of like in a weird way going on Bachelor Bachelorette, you know, you spend all this time with this person, uh, and then all of a sudden you just like them.
2: <laughs> I know it would be weird though, like, I because with all the people that have met on set and have become gone into relationships after they've dated in a movie, they start dating in real life. Would you be? Would you ever be comfortable, Kalyn, becoming an actress and having to kiss somebody else in a movie? Uh, absolutely, I'd be totally okay with it. You're insane. I mean, I,
0: I think, like I think we talked about this last week or two weeks ago. Is that uh, I guess you and I are just a little bit different in the sense that uh, I think you are admittedly a little bit of a jealous person, uh, which is totally reasonable, and understandable. I think a lot of us are, but I guess I just I I, I don't. Uh, feel that way.
2: No, of course I'd be okay with it. Like if, if Ashley became a famous actress and she had to go in movie roles and kiss, you know, as much it would suck, guys like, you know, Leo or Brad, if she had to ever kissed, if Oh my god, that would be my worst fucking nightmare. If she ever had to do a movie and got paid so much money and they were like, "Okay, well, she, you know, she's going to have a sex scene with Leonardo DiCaprio, our marriage would be over." There's there's no coming back. <laughs> that. There's literally no coming back from that. Fake sex with Leo is so much better than real sex with me. Just because yeah. it's Leo, you know? Anyway, you know who else met on set with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez? Even though they broke up, they made they uh they met on um What the hell is that movie? The Kevin Smith movie. It's Jersey Girl. Is it Giggly? No, that's first of all, it's Julie. Julie? I don't know why they pronounce it like that. Giggly? Could be fun. No, Jersey Jersey Girl Girl 2004. Jersey Girl 2004.
4: Okay, but can we talk about this for a quick second? Bringing it back to Lily and Cole.
2: Now they have to
4: work together.
2: Sure. (laughs) Well, if it gets renewed for a season five.
4: True, but... How would, how do you guys handle being in the bachelor world? I feel like everything's so convoluted and mixed together. Like, how do you handle it when you know your partner is going to go work with someone that they used to be intimate with or in a relationship with? Like, let's say Kaylin has a crossover with someone else working on like a collab or like, let's say they're doing a photo shoot together and the two influencers meet, what are your thoughts?
2: I mean, I, oh, God, that's a tough one. I'd like to, I don't know. I mean, of course I trust, like I would trust Ashley. You have to have a certain level of trust in your relationship in order to have a happy and successful relationship. But man, depends on how that long they had to work together. If it was like a one-day shoot, I mean, whatever you're going to do. But if they were like, oh, okay, they have to uh, travel to Italy together and spend three months in this photo shoot room together, I'd be a little nervous. It also kind of depends on
0: who it is. Like if it's Chris Souls who actually used to date on TV. You're like, oh yeah, that's fine. Chris
2: is a good friend, you know? Yeah, I guess it really does depend because I wouldn't be worried about Chris. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be worried about anybody in Bachelor world.
4: Dean, how would you feel if she has, Kaylin has a a, like a perfume shoot with Colton Underwood for the next six hours on set together. Where does, what do you feel inside?
0: I would be laughing inside and on the outside too. I think that'd be hilarious.
2: All right, what about what about Connor?
0: I would be laughing even harder on the inside.
2: <laughs> Blake?
0: Oh, I would feel really bad for everyone involved. I don't know. I would just be laughing. The thing is, it's not. I don't know. I, I don't know. I I the same same boat as Jared. I don't care. I like I I think that she's a grown woman. She's gonna go go there and be professional and get the job done. And I'm not like worried about. I mean, short of it, like Jared said, a sex scene with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, fine. Leo and Kayla and I understand they're probably going to run off into sunset together. But Compassionate uh, Nation is just funny because it's like, you know, you, you put these people that you want to meet on a pedestal and then, uh, you know, the more you get to know them, I guess the more humanized they become. So it's like, I'm not like the only one that I'm worried about is like Tyler Cameron, right? Because I've never met Tyler Cameron, but I'm sure if I met him. I'd be like, oh, you're just like a regular guy, just like all of us, you know? Um, and for the record, Caitlin doesn't even think Tyler Cameron's cute, which I don't I don't see. Like I think he's the hottest man in the world. Um, but he's like the only guy that I'd really be worried about because I've like actually never met him before. I haven't really been able to like humanize him in my own eyes, you know what I mean? Versus everyone else, like if if the, if it were to happen with anyone else, I'm like, oh, I know that guy. I know how much I know that he's as much of an idiot as I am, et cetera. So there'd, just be, <laughs> there'd be no fear for me.
4: I think we should keep these questions coming. With the good old
0: Spin, spin the Bottle. Right For the listeners, Tori made a very pink sign with some <laughs> beautiful handwriting, some glitter. It says Spin the Bottle. It's exactly what you would expect to see if you were in sixth grade and you went over to your friend's house and into the basement and there's a Spin the Bottle sign hanging there.
2: How long did it take you to make?
4: Oh, honestly, 30 minutes, you guys. There's, there's okay. a few... There's a few trials that we had on this. We had this one, but this one was too big. So
2: I too dollar. basic, too.
0: I like this. It's got some nice... Uh, I like the the font you use. It's like fun and, and, you know... It's nice contrast because
2: it's, cool. it's a pink poster, but it has some gold <laughs> glitter and black marker. It's very nice. Very nice and done, Tori. All right, so what are we doing? A+. Plus. So I,
4: we have 12 questions, so I'm going to have this circle here.
2: Who came up with these questions? Bottle. You're nice, Me. The bottle did did you come up with the questions before or after you drank that Corona? During. Perfect. Nice. I like how we're so using a Corona fit. bottle. Really sets the mood.
4: You know what? We're all sponsored by a Corona being working from our home. So I figured it seemed right. And it's extra because we're going to get extra spicy? Spicy up in here. So Sweet. I'm going to spin. There's 12 questions. Um let's start with wait before we start first in the
0: alphabet before we start tori as excited as we are to start this game jared and i cannot wait the listeners can't wait but before we start i think it would be appropriate for us to take one quick break and to prepare ourselves for what lays ahead so we'll be right back after this short break
1: Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
2: All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Dean, myself, Tori, we're going to play spin the bottle somehow over the computer. I'm excited to see how this goes down. So, Tori, you have a Corona bottle, very fitting, and you're going to spin the bottle. It's going to land on a question, I'm assuming?
4: Yep. All right, we so how questions. do
2: we, how do we know that this is not rigged? We can't even see the questions. You're just spinning the bottle and we're taking your word for it.
4: Because it's all the tea that I want in your guys' life. So it's not rigged.
2: No, that's fair. It's
4: the things that I want to know. All right, here I go. I am spinning the bottle. Question
2: six. Who's this to?
4: This is to Dean. I'm going by alphabet. So D comes first in the alphabet. What was the last thing you searched on your phone?
2: (laughs) Put your phone up right now. On the internet?
4: Mm -hmm. Well, I
0: I guess it was uh, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez movie
4: okay so, no besides
0: that um well i was looking up 90 day fiance fernando flores last night that doesn't count either oh man I, it doesn't really say i've got
2: like some tabs open
0: you guys know uh, what cura is quora it's like uh it's like a website where we ask questions and then they answer i like look at that a lot
2: this is not going the way i was hoping it was gonna go i don't really have anything interesting that i'm looking at
0: i don't know i don't uh, know that's that's it.
2: Dean, you're the you're the hippie interesting one, all right? I'm the one who's supposed to be bland. You know the last thing I looked up? What the CDC website. Nice. <laughs> that's very fitting.
0: I looked up uh, where the AC charge port on my uh, van is because my AC ran out. Well,
2: that's depressing. So I guess I'm
0: not really very interesting either. This is why what I was talking about earlier. You know, I'm losing some of my gusto because I just feel like I'm just a domesticated loser now. No, no offense to domesticated losers out there.
2: Uh, none, none, offense taken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, we're all losing a little bit of our gusto right now, or as I yeah. was would say, our mojo.
4: All right, I spun the bottle again. Landed on number three. Three is Jared. Tell me about your first love.
2: Oh, Uh Oh wow. Uh, my first love. Oh, god, I hope Ashley's not around. She's not gonna be happy. I'm talking about this. So, we ironically enough fits really the theme of this podcast. We met on a college film set, and she <clears throat> played my on screen girlfriend. And, um, we went in for a reading, like a script reading. We took it very seriously. I was 19. And uh we went into the conference room and this girl was there and she was very pretty and I was like, I hope this is the girl that's playing my on-screen girlfriend. And it was. And um funny enough, so we filmed the movie. I was terrified to ask her out, but everybody knew that I liked her. She asked me out. So she was going to Boston College at the time. I was in Rhode Island. So one night I drove up to Boston College, hung out with her and her friends. And it was like kind of awkward because we didn't really know each other all that well. And I went up to Boston and hung out with her friends. And I had to drive back that night. So I wasn't drinking or anything like that. And it was fun, but it, wasn't, it definitely was not the best first date. So we left. I left. Then the next day or the day after, I called her to see if she wanted to meet up again to go on a second date never called me back and five six months goes by this was back in january so now we're in summer she's home back in rhode island for the summer and the movie's finished and we're gonna have like a small premiere in my buddy's backyard and i was curious if she was gonna go because i called her and she never called me back and then She messaged me. She texted me the day before we were supposed to see each other at the premiere, and she apologized, and she was like, well, it was my, you know, I just, I don't know. She made excuses, obviously, of why she couldn't call me back. It was whatever. Then we saw each other at the premiere. It went really well, and then we started dating, and then we dated for four years after that, and it was a very, yeah, it was a very intense, uh, very intense relationship. I I thought at the time I was going to marry her, and then... She was my first love. She was my first everything. Um, so it was very, uh, you know, it was just a, an intense situation. And so the breakup was pretty intense. The reason we broke up, I broke up with her, was because I felt like I didn't know who I was without her. I was always her boyfriend. Which is funny because I'm kind of in a similar situation right now where Ashley's definitely you know, the, the the leader in this relationship. Um, but at the time, when I was in my early 20s, uh, I just kind of wanted to do a little bit more self-discovery. And um, and so we ended up breaking up and going out of separate ways. And then before I knew it, I was on The Bachelorette. And, you know, my life completely got turned upside down after that.
4: Were you emotionally healed before going on The Bachelor?
2: Well, <laughs> mostly yeah I'd say mostly um about a year before I went on the show I really tried to get her back and uh really went after her and she was with another guy at the time and I didn't give a rat's ass uh so but she wanted to continue dating the other guy and I was like I totally get it. I understand like I'm the one that broke up with you you know you need to do what's best for you and um Also, funny enough, she was going away for a while, uh, doing some incredible work, and um, we saw each other, this was again like a year before, so I guess the boyfriend thing was like two years before, and then a year before The Bachelorette, she called me, said she's leaving for a while, she wanted to meet up, say hi, so we met up, we ended up kissing, it was very intense, and then I thought we were going to get back together, but she was going to be gone for six months. But I was like, that's fine. Like, we'll stay long distance for six months. And then maybe we'll get back together after that. So I messaged her on Facebook when I, when I found out she made it to her destination. And said, I'm super excited for you. Uh, you know, stay safe. Be healthy. Uh, please keep me up to date on stories or, you know, what's going on in your life. So on and so forth, right? She never answers that. She never answers the Facebook message. So a couple months go by, you know, I'm kind of venting about it with my friends as, as you know, we all do and just venting like, I can't believe she didn't write me back and da, 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 and, and so my friend was so pissed off, she signed me up for The Bachelorette and uh, unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? So without that ever happening, I don't know if I would ever be on the show because I don't know if she would ever be, because my friend always told me to sign up and I, I was never going to sign myself up and then... When I was venting to her one night, she's just like, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to sign you up for the show. And then she signed me up for the show. And then, you know, a couple months later, I got a call. And then I was filming six months later. Now you're married. And now I'm married to my wife, Ashley. Aw. But yeah, it's crazy. It all happened for a reason, you know? Yeah. Uh... Well, I don't know if it all happened for a reason. I'm not a big believer in everything happens for a reason. Uh, not to be a pessimist, but it's weird talking about your first love, you know? It's, it's, it's just a it's a, it's, a it's, hard, nostalgic. it's nostalgic. It's nostalgic. It's difficult to talk about because, you know, as anybody who's ever been in love um, can tell you, it's just very... It's so intimate. You know the moments that you have with this person just are moments that you don't experience with other people. Uh, so it's always weird going down memory lane and thinking about uh, the course of things and how everything happened. I don't know.
4: Spinning again for Dean Six. Would you rather send your nudes to a stranger or send your nudes to an ex?
0: To an ex, hundred well, percent. Okay, what ex? What do you mean, what X? What, it's not like I can pick the X. I would just say that I think I would trust an X to not do anything with my nudes rather than a stranger. But I guess on the flip side, if a stranger gets my nudes, they probably don't even know who it is.
2: Unless your face is in it. That's the question I had. Is your face in these nudes?
4: Yes.
0: Well, I guess the, the thing for me, too, is I've got like tattoos down between my waist and my knees that are like pretty, uh, pretty telling of who I am. So it's just, you know, I guess whatever people can see my small penis, I guess it's not the biggest thing in the as world. As soon
2: as they see that Instagram verification tattoo, they know exactly who that nude is from.
0: The, the the Instagram, and then I've got the Carpe Noctum on my hip too, which is like right down near my PP. So, yeah, I guess, you know, in an ideal world, uh, no one would ever receive my nudes in fact i don't think i've ever even actually taken a nude before so
2: is there anybody yeah, I, yeah I, I highly doubt that is there anybody of your exes that you would feel comfortable like if you gun to your head and somebody's like okay i just took a picture of your dick and you have to send it to your one of your ex is there one ex that you're like okay if i have to send it to somebody i'm comfortable enough explaining to caitlin and this ex what the hell's going on yeah absolutely you don't want to say their name, right? Absolutely not. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a,
0: I would say there's probably a few that I would be like, Hey, and then like after the fact, I could get my phone back and be like, uh, sorry, that's funny. <laughs> <Bye." laughs> you know ha ha. I mean? Uh, but I'm being serious. I've never taken a nude before. Okay. I never take nudes and I've never asked for nudes in my entire life maybe with like one exception i just find it i just don't like it it's it's something that's kind of icky to me i don't like if i would never want to send one i don't feel comfortable asking for one and even like the whole process of like requesting a nude from someone just seems so weird to me so i just never really did it Fair that's enough. interesting
4: with how much you travel like i feel like that'd be like the number one source of like keeping your relationship spicy
0: um no i don't i i mean no <laughs> it's it's not necessary for me i've talked about this in the podcast before it's like i don't like over sexualize my relationship like as much as i enjoy that stuff i you know it's not like a a burning desire within me to like have fulfilled so uh a conversation is perfectly fine until i get back to the house where for however long i'm gone for
2: and and i'm totally okay with that so
4: all right next question two for jared dream celebrity crush go
2: Mm, rachel mcadams she's just perfect I mean, she's the perfect woman behind Ashley, of course, obviously. Uh, there you go, oh, nice. she's, she's just good recovery. Oh God, she just looks good all the time, and she has that girl next door look, and it's just. I'm uh, gonna
0: stop you right now before you get yourself into too
2: much trouble.
4: <laughs> On that note, Dean, this one question: twelve, a yeah. bachelor star you slid into your in, that you have slid into their DMs before that no one knows about. <laughs>
0: Uh, probably Tyler Cameron, I guess.
4: No, it has to be the opposite sex.
0: That's just asking for me to get in trouble with my girlfriend.
4: No, it's not. Uh,
0: It's
4: all all prior.
0: I think, uh, I think before I had gone on Paradise for the second time, I might have slid into Andy Dorfman's DMs, or I maybe just, I asked Amanda Stanton to introduce introduced me to her i can't remember i think that's the latter not the former i don't think i ever actually officially slid but there was a point where i had a crush on her
2: you were i can kind of see that big dorfman guy would you have so hypothetically say it worked out with you and andy would you have told nick (laughs) would you have asked for nick's permission to date andy i'll be honest
0: with you i never even i never even i forgot to even consider that they had ever dated at any point (laughs) um i just thought she i just thought she was cute i think that uh Amanda Stanton posted a picture with her. I was like, oh, that girl's cute. And then I clicked on her page. And I was like, oh, that girl used to be the Bachelorette. And then that's that was basically the end of that. So Jared- thank you guys for getting me in trouble. I can't, I can't wait to hear the end of this.
4: You will get Jared in trouble next with this one. Have you or would you ever have a threesome?
2: I have not. I don't I'll, I mean, I guess my hesitation uh, already answers that question. The fact that I'd be open to it, I don't know if I'd be open to it anymore. I in my single days, definitely. <laughs> but the Whoa. idea, well, the idea of now, you know, being married with Ashley and having someone come in, I don't know. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with that anymore. But uh, yeah, a few years ago, why not?
4: This one I have set up for both of you guys. I landed on question number five and I've been waiting on this one. Sick. So there's three options. Let's start with Dean first. Block on Instagram, Mary, Netflix, and chill. Okay. This is the Mary F. Kill, but in the PC version. Sure. Block on Instagram, Mary, Netflix, and chill. Dean, Leslie Murphy, <laughs> Christine Schulman, Kayla Quinn
0: what oh, i'm Jesus. not even gonna play this game this is so bad i'm not gonna play i'm gonna pass i'm gonna take whatever punishment you can give me uh because i just rather not even discuss this at the
2: moment so jared what do you think who are the well i don't, I don't, I don't, I don't answer him. well
4: jared's next
2: yeah so you, yeah i get three new options I don't. Want to...
4: caitlin bristow leah costa kayla quinn
2: Who's Leah Costa? Yeah, who's Leah Costa? From
4: Australia, wasn't she? Oh, Leah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have to marry Netflix and chill and block on Instagram? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Let me preface this. I'm going to play the game. because No, you just got to answer. I'm married, and the only person I want to be with is Ashley.
4: We understand, (laughs) but it's the game. We're at a teen sleepover party
2: all right um i would who uh leah kayla oh god <sighs> You're gonna to blah, blah, blah. well okay i'm gonna marry caitlin because i think caitlin am um, we're, we're friends with caitlin so i think that'd be a fun marriage um and then i guess i'll block kayla and i'll netflix and chill with leah <laughs> nice
0: <laughs> good answers
4: all right, let me spin the next one since Dean was lame about
0: it. I accept my punishment, whatever it may be.
4: We'll figure it out, Jared. We have to think of something good.
2: Sure. Well, uh, w- w- uh, can it be like uh, people that you have no idea who they Oh, You don't know them? So not like exes? Can I give you three names that you just you don't even know who they are? or You know who they sure. are, but you don't know them in person. <laughs> sure. All right, so let's do uh, Caitlin Bristow because that's the first name that came up. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we'll do... Okay, Andy Dorfman, sure, why not? And then we'll do... Who's a good one, though? Who's somebody... Who's this on Peter season? Hannah Ann. Oh, yeah, Hannah Ann, sure.
0: Sure, okay, I'd block Hannah Ann.
2: Yeah, saw that, <laughs> saw that coming.
0: <laughs> I, would. I would marry Andy, and I would Netflix and show with Caitlin there bada boom bada bing next question spin the bottle is getting lit up in here help (laughs) i suck at dating quarantine 2020
4: all right the next one's for jared tell one minute story one minute jared about your first kiss
2: one minute jared all right uh it was uh sophomore year in high school i don't know if that makes me a late bloomer or not but we were slow dancing uh she went to a different school and i went to her It wasn't prom, but whatever the hell the dances were in sophomore year. And we were doing that slow dance where her back was to me and my arms were wrapped around her waist. Oh yeah. It was the way to go. When you did that, you were cool. And it was towards the end of the night and I was trying to get like my confidence up to kiss her. And then she turned around. Like she did that thing where she just kind of looked like, looked at me like that. I know the listeners can't see me, but you know, where the girl kind of like looks up like puppy dog eyes And then she just leaned in and kissed me. So my first kiss, I didn't even make the move. She made the move. I'm such a wimp my entire life. (laughs) Hey,
0: you still got kissed, man.
2: That's true. So that was my first kiss, sophomore year of high school at that dance. It was pretty cool. It was a memorable moment.
4: If you got a kiss back, then you're winning. That's all that really matters. When was your first kiss, Tori? You know, I, I can't remember. I think it's so depressing, but I honestly cannot remember anything about that.
2: I mean that makes it sound like you've kissed a lot of people.
4: <laughs> I just can't remember like the defined moment of like a first kiss. I'm like, was it like seventh or eighth grade? But like, I can't really remember. And I'm like, was it in high school? Like, there's just too many like vague points. So I get Unfortunately, it. it's kind of sad. Okay, here we go. Next Bottle one. Bottle
0: spinning.
4: Bottle spinning. It's my for-
0: turn to answer this. It question. is
4: Dean's most embarrassing hookup story.
0: Most embarrassing hookup story. Oh well, I well, I want it for the sake of time just think of something quickly here. Most embarrassing hookups embarrassing how? Like inability to perform? Because there's plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> um most embarrassing hookup story. I I, I, I I can't think of anything to be perfectly honest. Can I get a, can I get a second question and I can come back to this one later
4: Well let's think about it this way Eugenie Bouchard um she, I think she's a professional tennis player actually opened up one of her worst dating stories and hookup stories. They went out to dinner and then like went back to the apartment and they both got food poisoning so they were like throwing up on each other like the whole night like sharing the bathroom. So is there's something in that angle of like you I did mean, something you- really romantic and then went completely wrong or something.
0: Yeah, I, but the thing is, I, I, this is the first thing that came to mind. I didn't want to share it because I've already shared it on this podcast before, but I went on a second date with this girl who I really liked. We ordered Chinese food and watched movies that night, and I got really sick and was puking. My, I wasn't intending to stay the night, uh, and I ended up staying the night, but basically sleeping on the bathroom floor, puking the entire time in the toilet. I got a third date, long story short, but it was still – it wasn't even, like, embarrassing. It was more of just, like, in, like unfortunate, I guess. Um but it's hard to be embarrassed when you literally have no shame, like I do. So, it's I don't really think of very many embarrassing moments that can come to mind, just because I'm, I'm you know, an idiot. So, I would say that's the, that's the one that first comes to mind. So, that must be the most
4: average. All right, spinning again for Jared. Ten weirdest habit.
2: Uh, weirdest habit? I don't know. Obsessing over people like. Tom Brady and Rob Thomas, I guess that's pretty friggin' weird.
0: It's pretty weird. Kayla makes fun of me for this all the time. Um, I really like sneezing. I like I just like get a kick out of sneezing. And so if I feel like a booger is in the right place in my nose, I'll like vibrate my nose and like hum through my nose to to trigger a sneeze. And every time I do it, Kayla makes fun of me a lot.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. It's better than when I had. I got nothing. I'm very weird. I don't want to downplay this. I'm a very weird individual. I just can't think of anything on top of my head.
4: All right. So how, many just...
2: more, how many more of these do we have? One each. Okay, great.
4: Jared, oh, sorry, Dean's turn. What is your biggest turnoff in a partner?
0: My biggest turnoff in a partner has to be are we talking physically, emotionally? What are we talking here? Just in just general. Generally speaking. Uh, I say indecisiveness is, is kind of a big turnoff for me. I want, I, I like, I like decisions and I like, I don't like wavering. I just want, uh, I just want to know the answer to the thing, not, not indecision. So that's kind of a turnoff. I don't know if I I don't know if I'm on the right track here, if that's kind of what the, the question was looking for. But, uh, but yeah, that's, it's like one of my big frustrating, one of the things I get frustrated on is when and it's not just even romantic partners it's with anyone it's like you know obviously there's the age-old one hey what do you want to eat and then the answer is always i don't know i don't know but like that as it pertains to other things as well so yeah that's my biggest turn off
4: and the last one ending on jared
2: drum roll please
4: what was the last person in bachelor nation you texted and what does it read
2: Ooh, I like it. Oh, that's not good. Oh,
4: then Dean likes it. We both get... You guys both get to answer this Oh, yay.
2: Yay. It's it's probably Ashley. It is. So do you want me to skip over Ashley? Okay, no.
4: No, before... Other than your significant other. All
2: right. Because it's going to be like, do you want
4: avocados or no? Like, it's going to be like a supermarket run text.
2: All right. Well, it's it's Tanner. (laughs) It's very uh, underwhelming. And the text just says... I feel like it's been so oversaturated. <laughs> That's it. That was the last text.
0: Like okay, a picture you were gonna post or something.
2: Uh, it, it, it does have <laughs> it does have to do with social media, yes, potentially Instagram. <laughs> nice.
0: Mine's funny actually because I texted Ben twenty minutes ago in the middle of this podcast.
2: <laughs> working hard, people. He's really working hard. <laughs>
0: Ben and I sometimes uh, bounce stock ideas off each other, and he encouraged me to invest in Disney a few weeks ago. And since I bought Disney, I texted him and said, hey, Disney stock is up 20% since I bought it. And then that was it. (laughs) Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating, all inclusive of Spin the Bottle, uh, movie set romances.
2: Always a good
0: topic. what What else did we talk about? We didn't really get to any listener emails this time, which is kind of a bummer. But you know what? I like that we're not doing it every time let's create a let's keep people on their toes just a little bit create a little bit of a episodic diversity here yeah and uh big thank you to jared obviously for wearing
2: that bandana looking great today every time guys all the time i'm gonna i'm gonna keep wearing it i dig it
0: big thank you to big thank you to tori for spending 30 minutes on the spin the Mm -hmm. bottle sign as well as coming up with those fantastic questions
2: and at least took our 45 minutes
0: Um big thank you to all our listeners out there for taking the time to listen to another episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Be sure to tune in next week because maybe we'll suck just a little bit less.
2: Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: It's time to celebrate Black History Month.
3: any disease.